Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern that likes to go swimming with bow-legged women, codename Legion Cub. Oh, man, I might have just changed one of my answers for sound off. Uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, all right, we, uh, we got some folks here in the chat. Everybody, good point. Mandalorian Jedi, don't forget to feed the machine with an algorithmic engagement comment. Yes, everyone, please comment. Get involved in the chat. Uh, and speaking of sound off, uh, if you participated on Instagram, if you're following Audible Interlude Podcast and you uh, left a comment on our sound off, you can also comment here. Too. If you missed sound off today, uh, hit us up in the chat. Let us know what you want uh, us to talk about. We'll we'll interact. We'll see what's going on with you guys. Uh, so everybody say hi. Put in those algorithmic comment things. Uh, all right. We got a lot to, to cover this time around. Whoops, I zipped past my intro. Let me get back up here on my notes. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Uh, the Needless Things YouTube channel is where you are right now. Lots of reviews last week, not G.I. Joe related, but I did review the new McFarlane Toys DC Multiverse, the Batwing, the Batmobile, the Batcycle, and two different Batman figures, uh, all with varying degrees of satisfaction. So go check that out if you're interested in that stuff. Uh, thank you to the commenter that pointed out the little button behind the cockpit opens up the Batwing. I somehow missed that. Uh, I miss things sometimes. It happens. And, and that's why the commenters are here, to help us out, to give us a hand. The Joe Fest hats are here. This is the final production version of the Joe Fest no sleep till augusta tour hat uh i thought about or i my plan had been to put these up for pre-order where you were able to pre-order your joe fest tour shirts i think i'm just bringing them and you can buy them at joe fest i'm not going to bother doing pre-orders for these uh we have 10 they are very limited so first come first serve uh come to whatever the first thing we end up doing is at joe fest Last word I've got is the schedule will be finalized on the 15th of May, less than a month before Joe Fest begins, <laughs> uh, which which actually Joe Fest begins uh, one day and one month from today. We will be there providing programming of some kind. We're not sure what yet, but we've got a lot of things prepared that we may or may not execute. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But that is our uh, by by Slickalicious. Everybody check out Shop Slickalicious on Instagram. Uh, he's got a ton of awesome designs, lots of great art. Uh, we are very, very fortunate that he's working with us to create cool stuff like this. But yeah, only available at Joe Fest. We will never be offering that design uh, or that hat again. And you can also right now uh, go to the pinned links in the Instagram account, Audible Interlude Podcast, and get yourself a No Sleep Till Augusta shirt. Now, this is available uh, until Joe Fest. You can just order it, and we'll ship it to you, uh, and you'll have your very own uh, Audible Interlude No Sleep Till Augusta shirt. Uh, all right. 
Schedule-wise, the audio version of this episode will be available this Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, our next live stream is going to be on May the 22nd, where hopefully we will be able to confirm our Joe Fest schedule. Uh, and then our next audio episode, where we do our segments or focus on a specific topic or whatever, will be avail available next Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. June the 19th, we will have on our live stream, that's a Sunday rather than a Monday, our esteemed guest will be none other than Hooded Cobra Commander 788. We will be celebrating, talking about Cobra Convergence. Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about Cobra Convergence? Cobra Convergence, of course, the brainchild of Hooded Cobra Commander 788 and several other collaborators. They've been doing it for several years. Uh, started off with just... Uh, a small group and has been expanding and uh now we're up to uh more than a month's worth of content uh we're going to be doubling up on some days but uh, for an entire month there will be gi joe content that will all be be related by uh one little thread some sort of thread and uh we're looking forward to participating for our second year in a row uh as a member of the cobra convergence uh elite this year you know something just tickled the back of my brain and surely there's no way. Oh man, I can't find the schedule. Uh, Christian, while I'm trying to find something here, why don't you talk about your impressions of the Lieutenant Falcon that you finally received? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So my Falcon finally arrived in the mail. <clears throat> um, man. I, the funny thing is, in waiting for him, I have a a list of YouTube and Instagram videos all showing how to customize him in order to make him a better figure. Because with that face, um, I just want him running around screaming, where's Dick Tracy? Um, but my biggest issue actually <laughs> with him is with his hands. There is one thing that drives me the most crazy with action figures is if your their hands can't hold their accessories well and granted i i know i can fix him with a boil bath but it's like his hand on mine his hands are a little stretched out so the gun just sits kind of loose in there and he cannot hold the knife at all it just yeah i had the same problem right with the knife. and i was like mm, just all around man it, it's the first figure Granted, I've not bought all of them, but it is the first figure that I have, have bought where I am like, this is a swing and a miss. There, there are too much work involved to make it an okay figure. Between the face, the camo, the hand issue, which, yeah, I couldn't get mine to hold the knife either. Uh, there are enough problems to where overall it is at the end of the day, just a bad figure. And really the first one in the line. Cause they're, they're like, I didn't like the red ninja, but it's a great figure. That's mm -hmm. just my personal taste. It was executed like quality wise, perfectly for what it is. This one is just, he, it's Falcons just substandard. Yeah. And, and the light at the end of this tunnel in recent interviews, um, Lenny has said that they are aware of okay. these QC issues and while he couldn't go into detail he just sort of said it is all being looked into 
So hopefully this doesn't carry into that next wave because i would hate to think when we start getting our rock and rolls and ship oh my gosh yeah scrap irons that any of these same issues pop up with that because that will just gut me it'll, you know, it'll be heartbroken if there's something wrong with scrap iron and i can't like hold them up as the pinnacle of the figures in these lines right right well, have have you seen the new um it was making the rounds i think today um they shared close-ups of mm-hmm. the 3d rendering and yep. there's actually more scar tissue on his face than what i than what we could see in the original photo is it uh i think it is it 2d sculpts on instagram I think that's who Maybe. I can't look it up right now because my phone is busy with the chat, which, by the way, hi, everybody in the chat. Captain Speedy, Mandalorian Jedi, Kevin Riddle, Craig Dukas. Look at that. Jumping into the super chat. Happy AI Monday. We'll be listening while getting some work done tonight. Uh, sir, your work is more important than anything we're doing here. Uh, Kevin Riddle, that wave is shaking at best. <laughs> uh Okay, uh, well, uh, Christian, since you're you're on it, uh, mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and kind of give us your because you had the opportunity to actually watch the video interviews with Lenny and Emily on the various shows, uh, and you you've got some notes. Yeah, so there were a few things that stuck out with me, and some of the news actually uh, dropped today, um, but they were very forthcoming that the Arctic bat was a thing. Um, and something that, you know, Lenny said that there was more to it than just what we saw on Snow Jobs uh, package. And then when the package of the Arctic Bat dropped today, holy crap, I cannot wait to get this figure. I love the new head sculpt. The chainsaw hand is something I didn't think I needed in my life, but I do. Um <clears throat> I know one of the things that we keep talking about and, and I see it in the chat is, you know, what's going on with O-Ring and in the various interviews that I watched, they pretty much give a non-answer. Although in the very last one, I think Lenny was a little bit more forthcoming. Um, so the answer they gave that rubbed me the wrong way was we don't have anything to report we're waiting to see what the line does. And that sort of made me go, well, wait a minute. If you're in charge of the line, how do you not know what the line is doing? If you're telling us that you are looking at online comments, how do you not know that this is something that people want? Um, and in a, the last interview that I watched, Lenny said, like, there's nothing they have to report about it. Um, they all still love three and three quarter. They know that that, you know, it's, it's what we all grew up with. It's like the backbone of GI Joe. Um, the Haslab Sky Striker going through actually did open a lot of doors and opened a lot of discussion, but nothing that is finalized and nothing that could be reported on now. And part of me make wonders if not some of these early you know, Q1 um, reportings of just the financial standing for Hasbro has made them go, okay, maybe the two packs didn't do what we thought they would. So let's just hold off, keep trying to grow the GI Joe brand 
again, this is just my speculation. Right, right. You know, not just classifieds. Let's grow the brand recognition and then maybe we can do something or maybe it's more one-offs, you know, sort of like what they did with the Stinger. But it did, he did say the, the Hiss tank was not even in discussion until that Sky Striker went through. Oh, wow. That's and interesting. That, that surprised me. He said, the, yeah. the Sky Striker going through and doing as good as it did is what opened the doors for <clears throat> the Hiss tank. And then once the Hiss tank blew away all the, other, you know, the first 24 hours of all the other HasLabs, then they were like, okay, let's start thinking about what's next. And what <laughs> then they we were like, the line? let's make sure that these continue to be last to retail compared to all of our other brands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and they, uh, Emily did say they realized, you know, they obviously were still last year doing a lot of catch up with all the shipping issues from COVID. They are through that everything should be on track but she also said that that's kind of why there was this gap because they wanted to make sure everything that was supposed to have made it over had made it over was in at least you know the re the the stores right physical or or e-retail um and then that's also why <laughs> we got such a massive drop with um what happened on Joe day. So she's like, you know, we kind of gave everybody a break to let them enjoy everything. And now we're going to hit the ground running again. So. Well, that's good news. I, I hope so. I, I hope sometime soon we get the official announcement of the uh, Python patrol, Crimson guard and, and tiger force <laughs> dusty. Since people that, have well, them. That, that is one thing that actually did surprise me is they didn't actually touch on Python patrol at all they did say that night force is the new walmart exclusive line and because there is no night force counterpart um in cobra they were saying that most likely the walmart exclusive cobra stuff is just going to be like the the troop builders that maybe don't get as much recognition i.e like the night viper interesting okay well let's uh let's circle back really quick i'm going to do a little screen share here uh because we want to take a look at this guy so this really blew me away because the execution is above and beyond what i expected from a bat repaint because we've got a new head with uh what, what did i what did i tell you hey those kids like the animes don't they <laughs> um and then he's got the the chainsaw arm attachment and i'm trying to see here he's got uh, like it's a interesting. sniper rifle well yeah he's got i think is that zartan's sniper rifle i think the master of disguise zartan you know, I had him down earlier today. I should have kept him down. Uh, and then he's got a piece of shoulder, or he's got two pieces of shoulder armor and then thigh armor that are new. Uh, and then just the way that they've painted him with the trim. Uh, well, I guess that's about the same as the regular bat, but just the colors are different. Mm -hmm. I just It's very striking. It looks great, mm -hmm. and there's more new to it than I expected. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I figured if you're getting Arctic Bat, you're getting a straight repaint with maybe a different accessory or two. But um, yeah, to completely do a remold of a head and have those extra like armor parts on it is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he uh, or it is <laughs> looking pretty good. I'm excited about that. Who who knows when it'll be announced? But uh, we'll be staying oh. on top of that one. The other thing they said, only because we were looking at that package. So with going back to the window packaging, um, they had so much fun with this last, you know, trying to figure out how to do the figures windowless. So, you know, putting the little Easter eggs and all that stuff on there. Uh, So they said, don't expect the packages to go back to what they necessarily were at the start of this um line right right they are they are looking for new ways to to do the window and still maybe keep that whole easter egg kind of aspect to it so i'm excited yeah i'm i'm looking forward to hopefully some kind of combination of the new packaging style and a window uh okay so we've knocked out a couple of things in the notes already but the first thing i actually wanted to talk about is the need that we have for a special missions brazil robo joe in the classified series i think that is far far and away the most critical uh uh, character that needs to happen immediately soon uh so let's get on that shall we uh if if you don't know we our last audio episode that went up this past Friday, uh, we talked about a lot of outer space stuff as kind of a tribute to guardians of the galaxy coming out. And I sort of discovered my love for robo Joe and my review of the robo Joe figure that I bought will be going up here on the needless things, YouTube channel tomorrow. Uh, so you can uh, experience my delight at the weirdness (laughs) of robo Joe. Uh, all right. Fred Braca, our pal over on his tank, shared a YouTube video by Action Robot Punch. And when I saw that name, it sounded familiar, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, and it is Action Robot Punch took the G.I. Joe Combat Train, which was a Tyco set from the 80s. Like, just a simple... It's really just they took a bunch of different things and slapped G.I. Joe on it. It does. It comes with vehicles, but they're not vamps or Mobats. They're just Jeeps and tanks and little figures. Uh, but he wanted to take this concept and make a 118th scale working Ooh. model train. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the vehicles on it are about a 118th scale <laughs> well yeah but that's look it's, it's a little 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 small but it is but, you I know mean, that's that's toys man right you know i mean if if the uss flag had been to scale <laughs> it would have been what 27 feet long or something right, like right. that's how toys work so with I'm what just, he did with it uh it's pretty incredible i'm amused that it took a train to get the snarkiest version of noel that we've seen <laughs> on this podcast yet uh noel uh, has a very he's very specific about his trains you should hear him talk about uh oh gosh i can't remember the name of the not astro train what there there's an actual set of trains raiden oh my god sure. oh oh okay no <laughs> we'll save it for our transformers podcast. That's right. <laughs> um 
Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, this video, uh, just look up GI Joe combat train. Uh, you'll, it'll probably be one of the first things that pump, uh, pops up on YouTube or look up action robot punch. What are we looking at? Noel? Oh, just trains. Just oh, trains. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> trains that are the proper scale to go with the things that they're with. Actually, no, no, no. Are small Le- for Lego, Lego trains are not a, not no, a they're not. Scale. No. And, well, and that's, but again, that's toys. Right. Uh, so action robot punch i saw the name it sounded familiar and here's why we are sharing a cobra convergence day with action robot punch awesome what a what a crazy coincidence that is because I, like i said when i saw that name i knew i recognized it and it's because it's on the convergence schedule uh we're i just both... love that name because it's just they took three awesome words and put them together <laughs> and <laughs> uh but action the robot the... punch the cool thing about the video is he details his entire process of how he uh, purchased a larger uh, scale train and just converted the whole thing to a lot of 3D printing. And it's funny because he's very casual about how he describes the process and the engineering that he did and everything else. And I'm sitting there looking at it and my mind is just being blown over and over again. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, yeah, so I designed this and then did it on the 3D printer and like I felt like a chimpanzee with a cell phone, like I was like, "There's no way I could figure any of this out." It was ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, everybody, go check out uh, that video. And thanks to Fred Braca for bringing that to everyone's attention because I, I yes. certainly, no, I was certainly not disparaging the work or, or the actual no, no, product. No, just when you said one eighteenth scale, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna take." I, a- yeah, <laughs> I should have. I, I should have said real American hero scale. Yes, yes, it is. It is. It is scaled very well with the Joe stuff. Uh, all right, we got to check back in with the chat really fast. Uh, Rachel Salinas, Lieutenant Falcon, is getting a new code name and promoted to major disappointment. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, Mandalorian Jedi, I'm gonna need a few more bats. Yeah, I, the bats are so addictive, especially if they happen to be marked down a little bit on amazon uh oh and that's i think that is the rumor is that this this arctic bat will be an amazon exclusive uh i don't it obviously nothing about it is confirmed yet uh but that i've seen that in a couple of places uh that tend to be right about these kinds of things uh rachel salinas bring on the armor tech classified joes yes 100 percent uh jj holder shit uh, holder shit shit uh-oh uh-oh I'm a little late, but made it just in time for a Mission Brazil reference. I don't know how much of an accomplishment that really is because there's so many of them. I, I don't know that that's a special moment at all. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, Legends of the Hidden Force is back. Uh, we did a great interview with a couple of those guys uh, that you can still find on the YouTube channel here and wherever you get your podcast, uh, where they really did a deep dive into how the line came about. It didn't go quite like they wanted the first time around so they voluntarily shut it down recalibrated and relaunched and actually let's take a look here earlier today they were already let me do a little refresh they are did this go down I could have sworn this was higher when I looked at it earlier today. 16410. Yeah, I thought it was at 20 something uh earlier today. That's interesting. Uh but they're, you know, they're still a, a good way along for having only been back up for a day. I encourage 
everyone to go check out Legends of the Hidden Force on Kickstarter. Just awesome looking G.I. Joe type ninja figures. And I will say, I think they have put together a much more compelling assortment for the initial it's everything is much easier to understand it's easier to see oh this is all in if i want four figures uh the the way that they've set it up is much easier to it's it's more intuitive it's more in line with a lot of other kickstarters that you've seen uh so everybody go check out legends of the hidden force uh i've reached out to see if maybe they want to come back and do another just kind of an update on how they decided to make the changes they made but i'm excited about this and i'm glad it's back all right. Dr. Mindbender. So Dr. Mindbender went up again for pre-order a while ago. And because I am a delusional optimist, just just like I'm still waiting for that O-ring retroverse announcement, I'm hoping that this Mindbender is not going to have the stained shoulders. Uh, so I pre-ordered one when they went up. Because, because apparently having two is not enough for me. Uh, so I ordered a Mindbender, and he has been delayed until September 1st. And the only thing that I can think is that they went into production, they started putting them through, and they realized, oh, we still forgot to take the cape off of the figure in the package, and they're stained again. So throw them away and start all over. I, because September 1st is a pretty hefty delay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's time for a production run. Uh, of something that's that already exists so i i don't know what's going on with that but he, he better it's not the be writer strike it's it is it's yeah absolutely because because they have to write the next piece of of classified storytelling right to tie mindbender and serpentor into the next release which will obviously be a special mission brazil robo joe <laughs> <laughs> by the way i'm available to write that piece of lore uh lenny and emily if, if you're oh. looking for somebody scab <laughs> oh that's true yeah well who cares about me you can be mad at me all you want i'm gonna write i'm gonna oh my write gosh. my robo joe fan fiction you can't stop me hollywood uh april the 29th uh i received a notification from hasbro pulse that my retro zartan and retro storm shadow were about to ship uh nothing from walmart so i was like you know what I'm going to, cause you know me, I play pre-order roulette. I, I pre-order from as many places as I can. I've got a spreadsheet where I keep track of everything that I've pre-ordered and whoever gets it to me first gets my money. Uh, so I pulled up my Walmart app, went in there to cancel my pre-orders and uh, surprise, surprise, my pre-orders were canceled by Walmart on October 19th. Oops. Had no notification of that. No emails, no nothing. Uh, so yeah, I didn't end up having to do any work there. It was great. Uh, I'm, I was, I'm checking mine right now because I... Oh, did you order from Walmart? Zart. Yeah, I ordered mine from Walmart. Yeah, I'll be curious to see if they're still there. Because uh, Walmart has been on a, a mad spate of canceling pre-orders lately. They canceled literally every item from a whole couple of waves of WWE, uh, the Superstars and the ruthless aggression series walmart went in and just canceled everyone's pre-orders hmm. done too bad hmm. sorry fellas 
Uh, and, and unfortunately, Mattel Creations does not carry that stuff in the way that Hasbro Pulse does. Uh, so I was charged for the figures on May 2nd. They were delivered on May 6th. I reviewed them today. Uh, they will be up on the Needless Things YouTube channel soon. I'm not going to do them both this week because I've got a little variety of things I want to do this week. But I will say I love this Zartan. Uh, the green eyes are fantastic. The blue armor looks really good. And his skin tone is has has a more pinkish hue than the other Zartans. Oh, you've still got your pre-orders? Still got mine. Just says okay. delayed. Uh, and apparently I ordered Crimson Guards, too. I forgot about that. But those are arriving by J June 29th. Supposedly. The retro ones. Uh, so, yeah, the, I really like the Zartan. He's got the mask, has a little bit of facial hair on it, which is different from the mainline release. Uh, this this is the most toyetic Zartan so far. And then Storm Shadow, uh, pretty cool. He's a little whiter. He comes with a shuriken hand. Uh, he's got wrist wrappings rather than the armor. He has no gloves on. But he still has the torn sleeves, which I absolutely hate. Uh, so we still, in my opinion, we still don't have a great Storm Shadow uh, because I don't like my ninjas with uh, Larry the Cable Guy sleeves. That makes no sense to me. They, they may as well just given him a plaid gi. <laughs> uh okay need to share the screen again here we go so we got a little leak of or not a leak but somebody was digging around this was posted by destro who's one of the admins on his tank uh and on toy arc i believe so he was digging around in, oh, I put my notes away like a goon. Hang on. Don't look at my notes. Spoilers. <laughs> all right. There we go. Uh, all right. All right. All right. So Destro and his tank found files in the gunship battle GI Joe takeover. I don't know what that is. What do you know? Do you guys know what that is? It's a mobile game that uh, got uh, some GI Joe skin vehicles. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's one of those like world of tanks type deals. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But then again, well, there was maybe... a world of tanks that had one too. So maybe I'm I'm confusing those two. Well, whatever the case, uh he was digging around in the files and he found uh first of all, this giant armadillo with I mean it's basically surrounded by classified figures. Uh, and not designs that were in Blackout, because Flint and Tiger Force Duke and the Ram were not in Operation Blackout. So it's not like they just lifted that. Like, by the time this was put together, that game was pretty much dead. So this is very interesting. How do you guys feel about a big, huge armadillo? I really like this design. I realize that it kind of defeats the purpose of the armadillo being a mini tank. But uh, when, when I first saw this picture, I was like, I would love to see that come to life. Yeah, I dig this one quite a bit. Uh, I, I just the. It just has bulk to it that I think is really cool. The only thing that. 
kind of stops it from being more exciting as a class as a possible classified vehicle is it looks like you've got you know a spot for the driver maybe a couple of spots on the back for figures but i think when you're doing something this large in this in this scale like the his tank you need to have that extra troop storage hmm. and this doesn't have a lot of interactivity for that sort of thing i feel like that's keeping in line with the original armadillo though oh sure sure and i uh, for me personally as much as i like the idea of a mobat in the classified line when i saw this artwork i was like i the thought of actually having a more squat tank it is more appealing to me now especially from a, a space perspective yeah that's true and and it would make sense because because of the way they've designed this it would take up less shelf space uh it looks cool i dig it but then we also got well there there is what just straight up looks like a toy (laughs) uh but then this one is the one that i found really compelling and again, just looks like a toy sitting there, the, the way that it's been rendered. How do you guys feel about this one? It looks the like Mahler a- isn't... I, uh, Mahler isn't a bad vehicle. It's just, like I, I think I said when we did our instruments on it, it wasn't my tank, so I don't have any kind of emotional tie to the Mahler. I think with this one, the what excites me about it is it lends itself to the idea that I had, I, I think a couple of months ago, I talked about this, where you would have an interchangeable turret where you could swap, you would have the base of the tank and you could swap the turret out to be the Wolverine, the Mauler, the Mobat. Mm. Uh, you could, you, you could even potentially throw the bridge layer on this. Uh, but the other end of that is because of the way that design is you don't have the two front hatches that are on the actual Mahler toy that are again, that extra playability, the Mm -hmm. the extra interaction for the figures. So I don't know. I mean, this looks really, really cool, but I don't know how thrilling it would be as a, Hey, look, here's the Haslab. It would they would have to have a lot of bells and whistles that are not apparent from this image to get me excited about this as a Haslab. And I'm not talking about it being like motorized or anything, because I don't want any of that. No, don't need that. Uh all right. Well, speaking of Haslab, well, let's uh check in with the chat really quickly. Uh, Mandalorian Jedi, the writers actually just do spin for defects. Oh no. Uh, Rachel, that's an armadillo on steroids. Would love to see that in an actual toy. Uh, yeah, that it would, it'd be interesting to see the execution, but speaking of has labs. Oh, well, we got this awesome art that is going to be the wraparound for the his tank box. This is just killer. It features all of the figures that are included, a few different angles of the Hiss tank. Uh, this is just great art. I think it looks great. But yeah, I'm, here... I'm thinking about using that as a background on the shelf that it sits on. 
Yes. Depending on depending on how large that is when it actually arrives. I got my images out of order here. Okay, here we go. So we got a couple of missives from, well, Emily posted this, uh, Hasbro Pulse posted this, it, it, it made its way around. So we have incoming, this is the first set of images we received, incoming transmission uh, from Agent Longfellow, which been, there's been a lot of speculation as to who Agent Longfellow might be, uh, location and C-O-B-R-A-I-S-L-A-N-D. That's pretty clearly Cobra Island. Uh, begin transmission from Agent Longfellow. Operation Hemingway successful. Detailed schematics for Project Solar Flare en route. Uh, and we have to assume Project Solar Flare is the Hiss tank. Cats out of the bag, though. Cover blown. Now, if you notice... Where it says cats out of the bag, there are some little like claw marks underneath the though cover blown. Uh, just remember, cats out of the bag. Stumbled across something else of interest, however, something big, image attached. Recommendation ramp up operation several X's uh, sooner than we thought, more intel to come in transmission. Transmission. Now, if you guys agree with me on this, I'm pretty sure this is a tease for uh, the next HasLab. I think it's making it pretty clear it's going to be a G.I. Joe vehicle, which we've said all along, it kind of has to be. You have to have something to yeah. oppose the Hiss tank. Uh, and then we got the image of the Hiss tank, which is a little bit different from what we've seen before because we have the red lights on the front, we have the red missiles, but the canopy does not have the red detailing. I don't know if that's just because the image was stylized or what the deal is. Uh, but just interesting to note. So that is our first set of images. And then we got, oh my gosh, seriously? All right. Sorry, guys, I didn't organize these as well as I normally do. Okay, our next set of images, incoming transmission. Uh, Operation Hemingway Field Report, once again from Agent Longfellow. Excerpted transcript. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but it's Destro and Cobra Commander going back and forth talking about the hiss. Actually, this was the first one, wasn't it? No. No, this was the second one that got this dropped? This is the second one. Okay, okay. Because... Uh, so what's very interesting about this is, unfortunately for our mole rats... So we now know that the mole rats are Cobra troop builders of some kind. Uh, the dark energon crystals have proven unstable. So are the mole rats going to be some kind of. I mean, if, if what does dark energon do? You guys probably know that better than I do. No. Actually. Oh, I, I, think it, they, I mean, is that a I, thing? I think they explored that on Transformers Prime, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it's uh, what turned them into zombies, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it was they, they they stunt cast the rock as Cliff Jumper, and he discovered the Dark Energon project and then ended up being zombified. I actually watched the first few of those. Um 
So does that mean the mole rats are going to end up being like zombie vipers, zombie vipers or something? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That would be so, cool. But it is fascinating that that is a direct Transformers reference in official G.I. Joe classified stuff. Retroverse. Retroverse. Uh, <laughs> nothing else super interesting in here other than the full complement ready for deployment in the fall. Uh, which is the you know the date we had, although the fall goes all the way till December twenty first. Yeah, I think so. You know, we'll see, and maybe maybe we'll have his tanks under our Christmas trees. Maybe not. Uh, and then the final one, Agent Longfellow's summary: You'd be surprised how far a frozen fudgy bar can get you on Cobra Island. Love the frozen fudgy bar reference. We have, of course, referenced them many, many times here on the show ourselves. Uh, I bribed my way onto a patrol that got me close enough to record part of the conversation between Cobra Commander and Destro. Uh, we're definitely going to need something powerful to combat this new threat. I'm not saying it's easy to bribe me, but I am saying I have gained 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so you're this this time you're the, the Darn Cobra, it. The Cobra intern. Fooled. <laughs> I can't control my ice Cobra cream. intern whose belly's full of frozen, <laughs> yeah. frozen fudgy, fudgy bars. bars. Uh, so, given this information, which is is precious little to be honest, but we'll start with Christian. Just looking at that top of your head speculation, what do you think the GI Joe Haslab is going to be? Just your snap thought. My snap thought is it's going it's going to be a tank. I don't know if it's the Mobat or the Mauler, but it's going to be a tank. Noel? Well, if you you know you want to read into the cat thing, I know a lot of people were speculating a snow cat. That doesn't seem like a, a pretty a, a very appropriate vehicle for Cobra Island, but they also talk about frozen fudgy bars. So there's a there's a cold reference and a cat reference, so that was what my thought was. Well, we talked about the snow cat a lot on one of our previous episodes as it being, yes, it is an Arctic vehicle, but it is very unique looking. You know, when I said, when we were looking at that image of the mauler and I said, it's not that exciting, the snow cat is very exciting. The snowcat potentially has a lot of bells and whistles that can be added. Uh, so I am going. If you if if your your stretch goals are the pieces that sort of change it from the snowcat into some of the other forms, then yeah, that is a formidable vehicle to take on a his tank. I mean, you could yeah. have a different turret. You could have different uh, the ski pedos or whatever right. could be something else. Uh, the back they they could even uh, and I, th I think we talked about this before but it's been so long uh, well i don't remember what we talked about last week so whatever uh but if you remember when you were a kid and you had the snowcat that back panel comes off well they could very easily upsize the snowcat to be more of a troop carrier uh but still maintain that profile i think there's a lot of potential there and i, I will tell you if they threw that up i would be very excited well, and plus you've also got, you know, I know some people were speculating on Wolverine, which would be a good size 
counterpart for the hiss but we've already got a cover girl on the line i don't think they're going to do another wolverine with a different cover girl but we don't have a frostbite you could always use um a an iceberg or a blizzard as throw in figures as well for something like mm-hmm. this too oh you know everybody's gonna want stupid blizzard blizzard <laughs> but we've also considering that we have seen we've got snow job we know there's an Arctic bat coming. There's clearly like an Arctic element in some of this. And I think they announced snow serpents too. So there's definitely some Arctic stuff that they have thrown in here recently. So it would make sense. Let me, let me ask you guys something. Uh, before they deploy Blizzard, do they turn him upside down and shake him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, that was really uh, terrible. If not, he's um, free. Let's, uh, that, that seems like a good time to check into the <laughs> chat once again. Uh, Firefly, first time catching y'all live. Hey, welcome, Firefly. You're my favorite G.I. Joe character. Uh, greetings from, oh, Biz Copperhead on his tank. Oh, what's up, man? Um, Alan Grant, hey, boys, Transformers crossover. We, I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine a Transformers crossover in Classified because the scale, you know, they managed it with, the real American heroes scale, which was pretty incredible. Uh, and, and for, for us, a dream come true. A lot of people didn't love it, but, but I sure did. Uh, but in classified, I don't, I don't know what that would entail or how they would do that. You couldn't really go that I mean, may, maybe a ferret or a Ram. Well, my gosh, Mandalorian Jedi whale transformer has lab. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, Yorktown Joe, the Cobra intern who ate the last frozen fudgy bar but left the empty box in the freezer. Mm. Oh, man. The yes. worst. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kevin Riddle, Range Viper's box art has that dark Energon on it, or that's what I see, and Big Ben's box art is in a mine. Oh, my gosh. Imagine if they really are going to start like telling stories through this box art in that way. That's fascinating. I don't I don't have the Range Viper box art handy, so we're not going to look at it right now, but uh good uh good thing to point out there. All right, what else have we got? Okay, so we started to do this last week before our special guest uh Word Burglar, by the way, if you have not watched or listened to that episode, the video version is available right here on the Needless Things YouTube channel. The audio version is available wherever you get your podcasts. We had a very very special instruments of destruction where word burglar brought on the tomahawk uh it, it was an awesome episode we had a great time uh more guests planned for the future but not super often because i don't want it to turn into something we do all the time uh but i am currently working on our next guest uh well we already know hooded cobra commander is going to be on june 19th uh but beyond that uh so we started this and i think we're gonna Let's see. What time is it? Yeah, we got time. We got time. Uh, Each of us is going to plan the next wave of Super 7 Ultimates, which, by the way, my wave two is going to be here tomorrow. I am very excited about that. Yeah, I was Uh, surprised that I got a notification that uh, I had something coming. I completely forgot that I ordered a Lady J. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. As a a gift for For my lady. Yeah. Right. Because she does the Lady J cosplay. She does uh well cool so you'll be getting yours as well yeah. uh, mine was originally coming on the 10th which is my birthday which would have been a great birthday surprise but i'll be happy to get it a day early because i'll be i'll be at work all day on the 10th so it's not like i'm going to get to look at them uh so you, everybody can count on reviews of ultimates wave 2 next week on the needless things youtube channel uh all right so 
Next wave of ultimates, including one special item, a vehicle, a prop, or a large item, and one exclusive repaint. Uh, Christian, do you want to start us off on this one? Okay, so am I listing everything? Uh, Yeah, go ahead and just lay it all out there. Okay, so my four figures in the wave, uh, obviously shipwreck because they haven't released him yet yeah um my, my other joe in the wave is going to be lightfoot because i would love to see what super seven would do with all those oh. accessories and his little uh robot companion well and he was in the deep cartoon right so then switching over to the cobras because of what they have done with the Silverhawks line, which has been amazing, I want to see Super 7 do Raptor justice because we know besides just the hard plastic wings, they would also give him soft goods. Yeah. And all the soft goods that they've done in the Thundercats line have been way better than anything the mass retailers have yeah. done with soft goods. Uh, my other cobra in that line would be overkill version one i don't need the talking backpack but i think that super seven would still include that so i just want to see what they would do with basically you know the robot the opening chest with the gun inside i think they would knock that completely out of the park so you're taking it way outside of the sunbow stuff you're you're expanding beyond kind of like their transformers line is doing yep I'd be interested uh, to see all of that. And then for my exclusive repaint, uh, I thought, gee, what figure have they released that needs a repaint very Lady J. So paint Come on give, now. Her, give her <laughs> no, paint her yellow and give me my lady canary. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah, that's very super seven, too. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. It's, yep. The first, uh, the first time uh, in recent history that anybody has ever approved of a Lady J <laughs> right? uh, repaint. Well, this one might actually sell. Yeah. Oh, it would. It would. Uh, and for my special item, I want the DNA mistake monster Serpentor. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's and that's very oh, wow. super seven. Very. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if they were going to make that, they would kind of be committed to do a Sergeant Slaughter at that point. And I, you know, I want that. Exactly. So. Oh, that's great. I love it. Uh, Noel, you want to go next or you want me to? Sure, I can go next. Okay. Uh, so I went with a, I uh, actually had two separate lists, but I think because what I did was I really delved deep into what accessories some of these guys would have. So mine are all going to be Sunbow related. Um, I'm going to start off with a Roadblock V1 because you got to have a Roadblock in your in your assortment somewhere. Of course, he's going to have to have Madus, uh, his giant uh, machine gun. He's going to also carry the Snowjob laser. He's going to have that because he uses that quite often in the cartoon. Um, and then uh, he's going to come with a knife and some vines. Uh, from the Revenge of Cobra. He's also going to have the jar with the vines that he collects. Also a fuel can from the Revenge of Cobra episode. Uh, also, he'll be uh, he'll have a, a chef's hat, 
oven mitts and tongs uh, as a reference to, well, him being a chef, but specifically from Red Rocket's glare. Um, obviously, he won't have the Hawaiian shirt for that, but it would be a nice touch if he could. He can have um, a soft yeah, goods Hawaiian say. shirt. I guess he could. They yeah, I guess they are doing soft goods in some of these now. Yeah, so absolutely. There you go. Um, next up, we're going to stick with another Joe. Bazooka is going to be in my next assortment. Uh, he's going to have the jetpack he used in the Pyramid of Darkness. Uh, he's going to have a bomb to defuse, as he did in Cobra Quake. Also a banana, as he had in Cobra Quake. Um, he's going to have his flaming torch that he carried in the gods below. He's going to have uh, the Cobra Commander dartboard that he used in Flint's Vacation. Oh my gosh. He will come with a frozen fudgy bar. Uh, and he'll have an alternate head where he's blowing bubblegum. Um, and he'll have a baseball card. So all those features with him. Uh, for Cobra, um, we're going to start with Major Blood, uh, who will come with the binoculars that he used in the mass device, uh, along with the fail-safe activator he had in the mass device. He will have the crystal container he carried in the Revenge of Cobra and the communicator that he had in the Pyramid of Darkness, in addition, of course, to his uh, his rocket gun and his, his regular backpack. Um, and then finally, Firefly will round out this assortment. He's going to have uh, the bomb he carries in the Revenge of Cobra. He'll have, uh, from Hall Down the Heavens, he'll have his binoculars, and he'll have the acid vats that he carried in that. Um, he'll have the remote control he used in Cobra's Candidate, the flamethrower from Money to Burn, uh, the Jackal's Bane plant from Eau de Cobra, and the shrink slash grow ray uh, in an episode that we covered here. Uh, the uh, Cobra Claws are coming to town. So all those accessories, in addition to his usual uh, Firefly uh, submachine gun and, and phone and all the other stuff that you'd expect him to have, his backpack. Um for the uh, repaint, I actually went with a very similar thing that you did. Uh, I was going to repaint Scarlet as Quarrel. <laughs> oh, 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 yes! <laughs> so uh, we, we were thinking along the same lines there. Uh, for my special item, the makeshift helicopter yes. that they assemble in the Revenge of Cobra. Um, and Robot will, will have his fuel can, so he'll be ready to fuel that thing up. Excellent. Uh, all right, so I'm going to start with uh, Noel. You and I had one in common, and that was Firefly. And I didn't have all of the accessories that you did, but I did have from Cobra Claws is coming to town the Shrink Grow Ray, but also a miniature uh, Rattler. Ah, uh, yes. To complement Gung Ho's miniature Wolverine. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so next up on the Joe side, Mutton Junkyard. Huge presence uh, in the early cartoons. I really want to see those Sunbow versions. I want, you know, animals are always good. Uh, so I think they'd be a great choice. They're toyetic and exciting to look at. Uh, and then my next Cobra, I want a Televiper. Because they, again, huge presence in the cartoons, but they would have interchangeable shields uh, or goggle visors with different messages on them. Uh, and then the microwave gun and the various accessories from the cartoon. Uh, but again, I think that's, you know, it's a figure that we kind of look at and amongst the original real American hero stuff, it's like, eh, he's not one of the most exciting troop builder types, but I think a sunbow version done in the super seven ultimate style would be a great looking figure. 
Uh, next up on the Joe side, Wild Bill. Yeah. We need a Sunbow yeah. Wild Bill. He he was, again, huge in the first cartoons and looks very, very different from the action figure version. So I, I, I definitely want to see a Wild Bill. And then for my repaint, I went with a Comic Deco Stalker where he would have the brighter more contrasty camouflage the red collar uh i just think that would be a cool look and it would be different enough kind of like the comic bat that they did like it's different enough recognizable as you know something cool and then finally for the large item i kind of cheated but i think this would be a really cool set uh, i would be san diego comic-con exclusive and it would be mutt and flint as cobras with junkyard but they would include alternate cobra heads so you could troop build them if you wanted to so you're you know you want to get two sets because you've got mutt and flint which by the way the heads already exist because flint is coming out and you know mud i just announced and announced because that's my <laughs> job uh but then the alternate Cobra heads, uh, again, already exist with the Cobra figure. So this is a very cost-effective but cool release. I think the only tooling would be that the Cobras would have short sleeves. Uh, other than that, I think most of these parts already exist, so it'd be easy to mix and match. So there it is. Uh, Super 7, Brian Flynn, we did your work for you. Uh, you don't even have to pay us. Just come on the show. That's just, all we just- want. Just give us a free, you know, just uh, the free set of toys, whichever, whichever one. Well, yeah, yeah, that too. That <laughs> yeah. too. Uh, all right. Well, it is time now for, I think, everybody's favorite segment of the show. Well, but first, we got to go back to the chat. Uh, Kevin Riddle, happy early birthday, Dave. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I, I don't appreciate the birthday because I, I'm definitely dying in front of your eyes, but that's fine. Uh, Jericho Savage, DC series was horrendous, or uh, DC, Deke series was horrendous. We're discovering <laughs> things about the Deke series. If you listen to the audio only episodes, uh, we've revisited or or for me visited. I've, I've never watched most of them because of exactly what you just said. Uh, Mandalorian Jedi, hush it down over there. Sergeant Savage. They can't all be winners. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Uh, all right. Well, it is time now for sound off where if you were following Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, uh, every day that we're going to do a live stream, I put up a post, and I think I put it up a little too early today, uh, but that's okay. I, I've, it's, it's all learning. Everything's learning and growing and evolving. Uh, but Sound Off is where the listeners give us topics to talk about, and the first one that we have is from XR Borges X. We are in dire need of the new G.I. Joe comic plan going forward. I not only want more Hemiverse, but new creators and directions. Uh, So, yeah, we've talked a lot about the potential for new G.I. Joe comic books. We have no word yet. It's actually kind of weird that it's May and nobody said anything. Do you guys have any information or any thoughts about what might be going on? I think San Diego Comic-Con at this point, because that's what, July typically? Or maybe we'll find out something during Yojo June. 
They have made comics announcements before. Yeah, that's true. Yojo June in the past has encompassed more than just the toys. They've actually done the collaborative stuff with some of the other Joe media, which, by the way, they, they should honestly be doing a lot more of all the time. I don't understand how you have a message for a brand and you're not including everything that is branded with that brand. But, you know, we, we don't know how these things work. We're just we're just simple podcasters and YouTubers. Uh I say let Larry Hama keep making G.I. Joe comics as long as he wants to. As long as he feel, feels like doing it, like he has more than earned the right, whatever he wants to write, as long as he wants to keep creating it, because there will always be a market for Larry Hama comics. Yep. Like as long as he's making them, people will keep buying them. So I, I'm all for that. Uh, to go back to our his tank, uh, things that go on over there which by the way if, you, if you're not part of his tank if you're not engaging or at least uh lurking it's such a great resource for for thoughts conversation ideas about gi joe you don't have to comment because uh, there there's some folks over there who can get a little uh a little, little surly from time to time but it's <laughs> there's always good information being exchanged and there's a lot of fun to be had uh captain mal on his tank suggested a comic based on classified that was essentially like the ultimate Marvel universe. And I think that is a great idea. Keep the basic premise of Joe and the characters, uh, but relaunch it, streamline it and represent it. Just start over again, but, but keep everything that's important about GI Joe real American hero and, and use it and just do different things with it. I think that's, I, I would be very excited to see that. And it's been successfully done with other franchises. Uh, there were, uh, of all things, Buffy, the vampire slayer got a relaunch a few years ago and it was done very well because it was updated. It was modernized. They took some of the concepts and kind of changed them around and it was exciting to read, uh, and, th and that's what made the ultimate Marvel so exciting is you knew the characters, you knew the situations, but it was fascinating to see the ways in which they were evolved and changed. So you'd see, oh, look, there's Vulture, but now he's this and interacts with things in this way. I like seeing different permutations. Uh, it's almost like Elseworlds in DC, mm -hmm. just seeing the same stories interpreted in different ways. Uh, so I think that's a great way to go. Do you guys have any specific ideas about uh, the comics going forward? I said I am. I haven't really been following too much with comics over the last few years, but I mean, I would I I completely agree with just giving Larry carte blanche to do what he wants as long as he wants to. Um, and then as far as side stories, you know, I'm I'm always up for a good refresh. Um, just kind of a, a doing something in you know in in a different world. They've done a few things that have that have tried to do that recently, but I think doing something that really does kind of stick to because let's face it, there's a there's an audience out there that really wants something that feels like either Sunbow or like the old Marvel. So do something in that style that's just a complete a complete reboot. Well, and and it's it's great that you mentioned that because Mandalorian Jedi just said I would like to see more comics focusing on the cartoon series like the Saturday Morning Adventures. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily want that to be the main series, but my gosh, keep that going because that was fantastic. Yeah, uh, we we reviewed it here on the show. 
Yeah. And it didn't. And with something like that, you don't have limits. Right. You know, you can do with whatever with it, whatever you want to. Well, and, and I think the important thing about that is, you know, whether you love it or not, the Sunbow G.I. Joe cartoon series is the single most recognizable iteration of G.I. Joe to the world. So to base something in that, you know, if they want to do a mainline comic, a Hama comic and the Sunbow comic, do that. There's room for three different three completely different G.I. Joe comic books out there. But I'll tell you what, that Sunbow comic is the one that now you, you've got to you got to promote it. I don't think Saturday Morning Adventures got as much promotion as it deserved, probably because it was the tail end of IDW having the license. Uh, but if you if they would go out and promote that the way that Marvel promoted the Star Wars when they remember when Marvel got the Star Wars license back, that was a huge deal. And I'm not saying that GI Joe would be received in quite as big a way as Star Wars. Obviously, it's just not as big a property, but they could. Th this is this is a, a belief that I have to my core. If you make it a big deal, it's a big deal. Right. Yep. Uh, all right. Speaking of Mandalorian Jedi, all over the place on this episode. Uh, since we all know that G.I. Joe is the world's most elite fighting force, but is always looking for a few new recruits, what movie would you add a post-credit scene to in which General Hawk appears to recruit a character from the movie to the G.I. Joe team? Additionally, who would Cobra recruit in an end scene? So basically what he's saying is take an existing movie and add a post-credit scene, Avengers style or Iron Man style, where Nick Fury shows up and recruits Tony, except this would be General Hawk, played by Dennis Quaid, because I love that casting <laughs> personally. Uh, General Hawk shows up, although by the time this happens, it's probably going to be his son uh, that's Jack on the Quaid. boys, Jack Quaid. Uh, but anyway, General Hawk shows up, and recruits this after whatever the events of the movie were recruits this character to the gi joe team great i love these kind of uh thought prompts i don't think that's the right term but you know what i mean uh did you get have you guys had a chance to think about this oh I yeah mean, yeah okay so for me uh the the joe team would show up in an end credits at, at the end of a john wick movie Okay, yeah. Because he needs to be a member of G.I. Joe. And for Cobra, <clears throat> they're going to show up. Well, Tomax and Zamot are going to show up in the credits of American Psycho and recruit Patrick Bateman. Oh, wow. To their business. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go next because this is pretty funny uh so at the end of point break the original point break not the 2015 point break uh a man approaches johnny utah and tells him johnny utah you went above and beyond in trying to apprehend the operative known as bodhisattva he might be gone but he was just a small part of a larger operation johnny have you ever heard of the Dreadnoughts, or a man called Zartan? They call me Hawk. 
<laughs> because of course, Bodie's little unit was just a small branch of the Dreadnoughts who ultimately are run by Cobra. So Keanu Reeves, once again, is being recruited. How did we both pick Keanu right? Reeves? It's the universe. <laughs> so Johnny Utah needs to be a Joe agent. Uh, and then for Cobra, this one is something a little different. Uh, this is, I think, a very underrated, underappreciated movie. One of the awesome, one of the most awesome movies ever made. The best Punisher movie ever made. Uh, after Manzano shoots Daniel at the end of Man on Fire, the scene returns to Creasy's body, and it zooms in as we hear a helicopter descending. Creasy suddenly coughs up blood because he, if spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Man on Fire. First of all, it's awesome, but he dies at the end. But in my version, he suddenly goes and costs a little blood up or whatever. After the credits, he wakes up in a hospital and he has two identical men standing over him. They tell him their employer understands injustice and corruption and thought that Creasy was far too talented to die. So Denzel Washington gets recruited as a Cobra agent. Mm-hmm. All right, Noel, what you got? So I, I did not get a chance to preview the sound off stuff. So this is all kind of uh, off the cuff after we first converge here tonight. Um, but mine is almost a little too obvious. I, I did not I did not think of a Cobra one, but I thought of the Joe ones um, because this has always bothered me. Uh, I would go back to uh, the not so great original Transformers movie from what 2007 and those characters played by Josh Duhamel and Tyrese Gibson they should have never had the names they had they should they should have just been calling them uh, Sergeant Hauser and Sergeant Hinton the whole time yeah and at the very end of the movie Hawk comes along and says yeah I've seeing how you've been able to handle these and work along with these with these aliens from outer space i'm recruiting you for a new team i call gi joe believe it or not fellas there's weirder stuff out there and we need your help with it yeah <laughs> so, yeah absolutely how, what what is that one of the most bizarre missed opportunities in like i'm not gonna say hollywood history but like franchise history well, everything they've done with these potential crossovers, I think they've missed so many opportunities because whenever they've talked about doing a shared universe, they always leave out Transformers. And I guess they just feel like it's too much of a sacred cow to include. Right. But I've always said that's the one connective tissue. That and mask are the two things that can really connect everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. I'm going to throw the two that, first occurred to me i'm just going to throw them out there and i i, I was like eh, it doesn't work the first one and this is kind of messed up and i'm sorry that you guys are getting to look into my evil dark psyche uh i think the mist has one of the greatest endings of any movie of all time and my first thought was that at the end of the mist when thomas jane has just done what he did and the army convoy is coming by and Hawk just like leans out of a vamp and says, Hey, I think you got what it takes, pal. Hop in. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the other one that I had that I, I didn't even think of at first as having a connection to GI Joe, but it does. Uh, I am a huge fan of the movie deep rising. 
If you haven't seen it, it's a great, I love a, like water-based horror movies like Deep Star Six, Leviathan, stuff like that. Not the Abyss. And, and uh, I'm hurt. And I'm sorry, the Abyss is just dull. Also, <laughs> the the Sphere, the Michael Crichton one, is just so bad. Uh, but Deep Rising, big fun action movie. At the end of the movie, they end up stranded on this desert island with the suggestion of like kaiju out in the island so my first thought was oh because i've always wanted a sequel or i've always wanted a follow-up of like what the heck is on that island what is, what are these people dealing with so my first thought when i saw this question was oh the joes pull up in the hovercraft and are like quick get on board and it turns out it's cobra island and a bunch of dr mindbenders experiments have escaped ah. and that's what's there uh and stephen summers who directed gi joe rise of cobra directed deep rising so there's there's a connection there as well. Uh, but I, I chose not to use that one because it just I, I treat Williams is awesome, but he didn't he just didn't feel like Joe material to me. So I didn't use that one. All right. We're gonna keep moving on. Uh let's see, what do we got going on in the comments? Uh Mandalorian Jedi, uh Saturday morning afternoon probably shouldn't be the only Joe comic line. Yeah, it's 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 it should be one of, but it can, I don't think it can be the only. Uh, Yorktown Joe, keep Larry's stories going as well. There are three of you, and you each have your own adventures, which don't impact each other's versions. Multiple story adventures are welcome. Absolutely. Uh, Mandalorian Jedi, I love Cobra codename Psycho. Mandalorian Jedi, what Cobra Creasy Bear? <laughs> uh, all right, Shop Slickalicious, our pal. That designed the No Sleep Till Augusta Joe Fest tour hats that will only be available at Joe Fest 2023. Uh, I believe I just dropped our Joe Fest hat. Uh, I believe the last HasLab transmission almost confirmed that the next HasLab may be a classified Joe vehicle. Your thoughts? And is there anyone still hoping it's a dragonfly or anyone else still hoping it's a dragonfly? Well, we kind of already covered that, but. I would be just as excited to see a dragonfly as I would to see a snowcat. I still think the dragonfly is a fantastic selection uh, for a classified HasLab because it's, uh, yes, it's going to be very big, but it's also narrow. So it can go on a shelf as opposed to the tomahawk that's going to take up like big pounds. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can, yeah. You can fold the rotor blades back, but it's still dragonfly seems more reasonable to me uh, and then finally silent interlude word burglar had a very good point that gi joe has been supported by the same core demographic for the last 40 years yes that is accurate to me it seems like multiple attempts to refresh relaunch the brand has backfired and only alienated the core i take issue with that because you will never alienate the core we will always be here no matter what uh, even classified, which has been the most successful, doesn't seem like it has made much of an impact beyond real American hero fans. Is there a way for G.I. Joe to sustain itself moving forward and add new blood without alienating that core demographic? Do you think classified is actually winning anyone new over to G.I. Joe or just cashing in on the same guys? Okay, I'm, I've I got a couple things to say about this. One, alienating the core demographic I get what you're saying, but also we're always going to be here. We're like those WWE fans that just keep watching. 
even when it's terrible, we just keep watching because we hope that it will someday not be terrible again. And GI Joe, we we've been here through Sergeant Savage. We've been here through extreme. We've been here through, which I, you know, I enjoyed Fowler versus Venom. I enjoyed the live action movies. Like you can't turn me off of GI Joe. Uh, and honestly, if you're angering the core fans, well, they're still talking about it. So it's, it's in a weird way, you're never going to lose the core fans. Uh, and I'll tell you this right now, if you didn't go see snake eyes origins or GI Joe Origins snake eyes, then you're not really a big GI Joe fan. Because if you're a big GI Joe fan, you want to see everything. You want to experience everything. I'm not saying you're going to like everything, but you you got to see it. You got to check it out. Uh, and you got to support it. That's and, and that's one of the big things is that you know we've if you want this brand to continue and bring back the stuff that you may be nostalgic for, you have to at least I mean you don't have to buy everything, but supporting the brand in some way is always going to is is always going to be important. And and also I think the thing to understand for core fans is and this is this is addressing the next thing is there a way to move itself forward well yes there is and chances are we those of us who were there in 1982 may not like some of the ways or some of the things that are required to do to move it forward because the whole point of moving it forward is capturing a younger audience with different ideals different thoughts different expectations so it, it's it's really tough to say because when classified started, it was based around Operation Blackout designs. They really had a synergy with that video game. And their plan was, yes, we're going to push this forward. We have, you know, new designs, new concepts that are rooted in it was it was kind of what we were talking about before of being the the version of Marvel Ultimate or Ultimate Marvel. And core fans were furious at the Gojos and at the Shin Armor and lost their minds over Roadblock's wacky gun, which I'll say I don't like his wacky gun. Uh, I do. I, well, I don't but... like it for Roadblock. Mm. Uh, so I don't, I don't know how you move GI Joe forward. Uh, I don't know. I think Noel actually hit it right on the head and it's something that people don't want to hear but in order to move these properties forward you kind of have to cut the nostalgia ties and do what you said and go after the younger audience the example that i use for a lot of people is the teen titans cartoon like mm -hmm. when the teen titans cartoon came out my com you know i was working at a comic shop at the time and People that were Teen Titans fans that grew up reading the George Perez yeah. Wolfman stuff hated the anime designs. The cartoon took off with a certain, you know, with young kids and it did really, really well. And then it kind of ran its course and then they created Teen Titans Go and that infuriated the people that liked the Teen Titans cartoon. Right. But guess what? It brought in even more people, even younger kids than what? the Teen Titans cartoon did, but those kids that grew up on Teen Titans Go 
get to check out the Teen Titans cartoon, which gets to lead them to the older comics. And that's sort of, you know, we saw it with Thundercats. We we seen it with um, the He-Man revelations that sometimes whenever you start to veer too far away from that nostalgia feel that a generation has, and they go, well, that's not mine anymore. And that's that's true because they're trying to make something for somebody else. And you can hopefully still find stuff in there that you connect with that means something to you and, and you can enjoy it instead. You know, like I said, cut that nostalgia tie because the stuff you grew up loving is still there and find what you like in this new version. Let me, yep. let me ask you guys and, and the listeners and, and everybody that's in the chat uh, let me ask you if you had a decision to make, because here, here's what it comes down to. Do you truly want your favorite franchise to grow and flourish and continue on and to be embraced by future generations? Or do you want it to just keep catering to you until it dies? Because you cannot have both. Mm-hmm. Right. So would you be willing for Hasbro to do whatever they think they needed to do with classified to capture younger people, which by the way, I'm of the opinion that it's a toy line isn't capturing younger people anyway, because kids don't play with toys. No, no. And I think that if you are going to do a toy line to capture younger people, that's not the price point or no. the, the level of articulation. I mean, there's, you can do smaller toys. You can do simpler toys that have a, a, a much more manageable price point for, the parent who's buying their kids toys that they know are going to probably be, you know, tossed away in six months to two years, or that kid's going to be able to spend his allowance on. So if you do have a kid that does want toys, they're not buying classified. So that was one of the other things that, that Lenny said earlier that amused me uh, when they asked him about in, you know, what would be your thoughts about doing an adult collector line of GI Joe and, and, and my he's like, initial what do you think? gut resp- was like, well, what is classified? Right. right. I mean, yeah, they're not 12 inch figures, but this is not what you're buying, little Timmy, who's, no. you know, in second grade. Well, go look at, um, you know, go look at your local Walmart or wherever and look at what Transformers toys are on the shelf at any given time. There's four or five different lines that are out there. And some of them are designed for, you know, for people like us who grew up with it. But there's also, little simple little mm-hmm. like super deformed figures and, and little simple transformations the ones that just came out for um rise of the beast that are out there right now they're you know i have no interest in those toys but i know that i'm not the audience for them right so you need to be able to have stuff like that that's out there too but you're also not going to just sell gi joe to a whole new brand of kids from toys on the shelf. You've got to have right. some media out there to sell it to them. So there needs to be like a GI Joe go cartoon. Right. With little super deformed figures or like the new four inch line that Marvel has launched or whatever that. And, and that's, that's the other thing that kind of gets to me is when people get mad about the, the uh, bargain price Joe figures, or they got mad about the more simplistic movie figures. 
guys, we need that stuff and we need kids to want it because that is what keeps the brand alive. When that stuff is popular, there's enough of a budget to keep the brand going. Yeah. So we want as many cheap, junky GI Joe toys as they can make and as will sell because that keeps the, it's not just about like, you know, does, does bazooka look like he's supposed to look? It's not just about that. It's about, does the brand have enough awareness to keep pulling enough money in to make Hasbro want to maintain it and, and the classified or any future O-rings or whatever else are just uh, honestly a side effect to, to that level of brand awareness. So give me a, a silly GI Joe kids cartoon where, you know, uh, Scarlet is like Starfire on Teen Titans <laughs> Go or what, you know, whatever it may be. I, I don't know. It doesn't even necessarily have to be silly per se. Well, no, but, no. But you but absolutely no. in this day and age, you know, we we joke about it with the 80s, how, you know, the cartoons were made to sell the toys, yada, yada, yada. But especially in today's audience if you do not have some form of media be it a successful uh, video game ip or a hit cartoon you're just you're not going to be selling those toys at the same volume that you did when we were kids and and having said all that i'm not saying that should be the only gi joe media there's still Mm -hmm. room for a more mature whether they wanted to continue renegades or do a whole new thing or whatever, because if, you know, masters of the universe had revelations and that kids CGI Mm -hmm. cartoon going on at the same Mm -hmm. time, transformers has a new cartoon every week. That's completely different from whatever the last one is like, there's, there's space for different things for different people. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I am saying we need something to engage that important, money market because the little kids are not buying classified figures and look you know gi joe has tried and we have we have seen some of the products they put out like the we the valor versus venom cartoons and and those sorts of things and they weren't good um but that is more in the vein of what you're going to need to do to sell these toys to kids than um i mean renegades to a certain extent i think probably has kind of a cross-generational um appeal to it but you probably want something that's even sillier than that if you really want to hook in kids uh so mandalorian jedi i hate to keep coming back to the cartoon series well no it makes sense too though because like we said it is the single most recognizable piece of the gi joe franchise uh, but I think the toys need a show, and the show is iconic. Additionally, my kids still really enjoy the cartoon, and a refreshed series would be great. And yeah, why not continue the Sunbow series? Because the tone, I think, would play very well right now. Uh, a change in my mind. I don't hate to keep coming back to the cartoon. Uh, Ke- <laughs> Kevin Riddle, I'm hoping the new video game will bring in a younger generation. It's sounding like a cool game. Someone had an interview with a guy working on it, and he seemed to have a knowledge base on G.I. Joe. Uh, we'll have to look into that a little bit more. I haven't seen a ton about that, but Mm-mm. we'll uh, we'll follow up on that for sure. Uh, all right. Well, that is the last sound off that we had. Uh, oh, I, and, and I will say, do you think Classified is actually winning anyone new over or just cashing in on the same guys? I think it's 100% just cashing in on the same guys. I don't yep. think 
there may be a few Marvel Legends collectors that pick up some troop builders here and there, but I, I really think it's just us. Yeah, I think you might get again a Marvel collector or something like that. It's like, oh yeah, I remember this character, but they, you know, they're not a hardcore GI Joe fan, but they may have had a, like a passing fancy for it at some point. Right, and they might pick it up for that reason. Um, but again, you're not even capturing a lot of those people because we still haven't gotten like the iconic versions of some of those most popular characters yet. We don't have a Cobra right. Commander or a Duke or a Scarlet that look like what people want. So right, that it's, triggers it's, that same thing that the Super Seven reaction figures triggers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's good. It's good to have new designs and and some like some updates, but you also need to kind of throw some stuff in there if you want to throw those bones. And I think the retro figures at Walmart are good for that, but clearly they're not moving as well as <laughs> we. Well, they, they didn't. Would. They didn't kick it off with the greatest cast of characters. I think Destro was a great call. Yeah, Baroness um, is a good one. I that Baroness they they could have short packed Baroness and Lady J and and given us more gung ho and destro. Yeah. Uh all right. Well it is time for our last segment here live. Uh, have you guys got some Joe and Tell before we go? I can do it go, I'll yeah. I'll go ahead and go real quick because I was working on this earlier today. So th- this is my uh G.I. Joe file card scrapbook, I guess. I went to Hobby Lobby and I bought this big giant book and a bunch of pages to go in it. Uh, I stuck it. It has this pretty cool. I don't know how well I'm going to be able to show this to you guys because uh, it's giant, but it's got this little insert piece right here. So I just stuck one of the catalogs in the front, uh, but I needed some way to file my file cards and I didn't want to just stick them in a recipe box because then you can't really look at them. Uh, so I bought a bunch of, photo pages and these are the collection that i got from my pal wilson three years ago or a little more than three years ago had not only most of the almost every single accessory but also had a ton of the file cards so i've got a pretty good collection of file cards here and i just stuck them in this book uh but then when i actually sat down because i Originally, I just took all of the paper goods from that collection and just threw them in a little tote. I didn't look at them. I didn't I didn't get into them at all until today. So these have been just in a tote for three years. And I didn't realize how few of the file cards are actually cut out. This person kept full card backs Two for some reason, two storm shadows are in here. But they kept full card backs like from 1984 on. So I've got the whole card back for tons. And these are not in order. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, Tons of these Joes. And then in the back here, um, I, I just used the other pages to put the little manuals and different things in. Uh, the catalogs and then i've got a ton of instruction sheets as well and blueprints uh the only thing about this hobby lobby book is the rings and the binder don't click together super tight so the pages get caught on them it's really annoying uh but yeah this in the back i've got uh, a lot of the instruction sheets and stuff in there so i just i just wanted to organize these in a way 
where I could flip through and, and sort of look at everything and enjoy them and not just have them in a box. So, and if you know, Hobby Lobby, uh, they have sales all the time. Like they rotate their sales around the different sections of the store. And I just, oh, see, look at this, this stupid page just came off. Oh no. Oh my uh -oh. gosh. It's all falling apart. Um, I don't know that I recommend the Hobby Lobby binder because those rings, uh, where the rings go together, they really don't line up very well. You saw two pages just fell out. Um, but anyway, uh, maybe buy a higher quality binder, but it's a good way to keep your file cards organized. Uh, who's next? While I pick up my file cards. Go well, ahead, Noel. let me go ahead next because uh, I'm going to underwhelm you all because my... <laughs> Um, my Joe and tell today was actually one that I was going to use a few weeks ago, but when we didn't do one, uh, I do get, have little recipe box <laughs> that I recently acquired, um, on Amazon. <laughs> Look I've at had... your sad little box of cards. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So I, I've, these have been in little plastic bins that I've had since I was a kid. And I just wanted to have something a little bit, not a little nicer. Um, so I did recently acquire these on Amazon. I do I have, like that box though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice little box. I got a white one. My initial plan was to do a white one for Joe's and the black one for Cobra's, but I wound up just doing all my file cards in one, but the other one, the black one is what I'm using currently for my blueprints. Oh, so, nice. And I did put, I did get the little, um, little the headers. The, yeah. So you've got, so I've got these alphabetized, uh, a through, uh, xyz here at the end uh but yeah i've got all because i collected these when i was a kid all my instructions slash blueprint sets um and they all kind of fold up to about the same size so hey my ammo dump is the first one on my list here and then i've got my awe striker and everything else so oh, wow. um, yeah i mean just this is this is not quite as nice as having a big binder um <laughs> but i can easily kind of store these um on a shelf with the rest of my stuff and pull them out and you know view them whenever i want to now so well yeah the, so my underwhelming the, joe and tell with with the instructions though and the blueprints the problem with those is folded out they are all different sizes and some right. of them are too big to go in there there's there's not there's not really a good way to display those well these are uh vaults uh brand and they sell them on amazon and i think they were like 15 16 dollars a piece and these actually fit them very very well um this is just about perfect for your blueprints folded up into uh you know into this size so cool cool all right christian what you got well i wanted to show you guys my o face or rather my <laughs> o-ring face i mean <laughs> Uh, because with all the discussions we've had over the last few episodes about the televipers and then getting the Valor versus Venom televiper, I got a serious case of FOMO and oh. I have my first ever complete G1 televiper. Nice. So, yep. It's a, well, and it's funny because I said you know he's not the most exciting of the cobra troops but he's very toyetic very and and like i said a super 7 version would be great and and surprisingly um i ended up i found out there's there's a variant to that valor versus venom televiper they came in you know the one the first one that i 
had gotten off eBay so cheaply was blue. They did a gray version. So I ended up getting one of them off of eBay for like five bucks complete. And I was like, man, I'm really starting to dig the Televipers here. So actually the G1, since he is so aesthetically different from the Valor versus Venom style, it's more like he is a Televiper commander or officer and they are just Televipers. There you go. I've been I've been picking up those loose whenever I find them lately because I need I need more televipers just to um to sit in my pterodrome. But one thing that was very, very disappointing I found out was that the uh, these are all pegged in there pretty well. My pterodrome's right here to my left. Um but the little seats on the pterodrome, because of the little saddlebags on the side of yeah, the uh, they don't sit don't in there very, very well. well. Yeah. So I'm considering converting them all to techno vipers now because <laughs> I found oh a few gosh. of those loose lately. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, loose, uh, loose techno vipers. Uh, had I haven't had too, too much problem finding. Those, well, yeah, they, if you just actually want the sit, figure, yeah, oh, that's it. And for this, I just want them in the figures. I have, yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I like collecting complete figures, but if I'm just setting them in a base like that, they don't need their accessories. Right. In fact, they're a hindrance. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I, I randomly buy loose when I find it is uh, Cobra Law Royal Guards because yeah. you, guys, you guys know how I am. I got a bunch of those loose, but complete with the antenna and everything, they're going to be. Oh, really yeah, expensive. yeah. I don't need the. I, I, I like to have the gun or the, the axe thing, yeah. uh, but I don't need both. All right. Well, that is all the time we've got for this week. Thank you, uh, everybody in the chat for joining us. We have had a blast talking about GI Joe. Our music is by Andy Samford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at audible interlude podcast and on Twitter at GI Joe audible. Uh, this is the needless things, YouTube channel where you can find toy reviews all the time. Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about the finest? The finest is International GI Joe Costuming Club, and we are uh, helping to raise money for a great organization called Canines for Warriors. Uh, if you see us at a show, we will be at Joe Fest uh, coming up here soon. So if you're going to be at Joe Fest, check out the finest booth, throw a few bucks our way. And if you ever thought about dressing up like your favorite GI Joe character, uh, we can help you out with that. So uh, check us out on Facebook, the finest recruitment center or the finest CC.com. Christian. Why don't you tell us about <laughs> where we can find your, I, I totally forgot about this. Christian, where can we find that wonderful toy photography that you do? Oh yes, Colonel Clink. Uh, <laughs> you can find my toy photography on Instagram and Flickr.com under the name Legion Cub. I, I got this on AliExpress for $8 shipped. And it's, it's so it's, amazing. Look at that. It's pretty that good, is, right? Yeah. That All right. Absolutely well, uh, G1. Christian and Noel, thank you so much for sitting down and talking about something we all love so much. And as always, yo, Joe. Oh,
You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.